Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Welcome to episode 78 of We'll Talk About That Later, a football podcast. I am your one of your co-hosts, Junior, or Presento. I don't know what to call myself, but I'm here. Um, I'm joined by Mark. I'm here. I'm here. The people don't want to hear from me this week, though. No, they don't. Why? They don't. Oh, we'll, we'll get into that. But there's, there's been a big game over the weekend that I'm looking forward to getting started. Ah, uh, okay. I'm also joined by uh, Abdi. Abdi, how are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The warm, the warm afterglow of a North London derby win. <laughs> okay, so little spoiler there for you, and then um, and last but certainly, certainly, can't even say that word. Certainly, not least, big tans. Yeah, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now come on, where, where's the where's the come on? Yeah. yeah. Big t- and I even called you Big Tans as well. Where's the energy? Woo! No? Okay. Alright, alright, okay. Um, how were your weekends? Your respective weekends? Oh, can we just get on with it, please? <laughs> no. How are you asking me how my weekends was? What do you think, Junior? No, because Absolutely I, amazing! I just learned that you do a podcast at midnight on a Sunday, so <laughs> I, I feel midnight like I need to vibes. ask this. Because midnight I don't know... Vibes. I don't know how how one's weekend if was if they're doing a, a podcast on midnight on Sunday. Can yeah. I just say yeah? Can I just say I, I do? A, uh, I've been doing this podcast with Tanya for almost 18, 18 months now. Yeah, and she just followed me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, I can't believe you didn't already follow me. How rude! Yeah, I can't lie. I thought, when she followed me, I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Because I go to her Twitter all the time, innit? But then yeah, I didn't, didn't realise that I didn't follow her back. So what, so oh, you, yeah. tried, you tried to drop the follow bomb and, and you're actually in the same boat? Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. <laughs> Abdi loves to complain about something, here, but he won't tell you the full story. <laughs> I think, I think you, you can see, um, you can see 
uh, through that the companionship we have here. Absolutely, only, yeah. only a little eighteen months, but we got there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got there. And and do you know what's funny? Uh, didn't Tanya big us all up like last the other week? <laughs> so are you telling me that she bigged you up and you weren't even like following each other? Yeah, you're rude. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Up until it tagged me and everything. So I'm not <laughs> I thought I was following you. Can't lie. Well, there you go. You you can now see that when the podcast is off air, we don't talk to each other. <laughs> um, but okay, let's let's get into it. Our spotlight game was none other than the North London derby uh, at the Emirates, and uh, it's an exciting game. But before we go f- to myself, Abdi, or Tanya. Uh, let's get a neutral's opinion because he was gassing up all week like, oh, I can't wait for this game, can't wait for this game. I want it to be goals, red card, this, this and that. And I can't lie, Mark, you put the fear of God in me because I was I was already, I was like already nervous, but man's talking about goals and red cards. Uh, tell, tell me he what really, you're... He got what he wanted, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I, but... I got exactly what I wanted. So yeah, t- uh, t- t- tell, tell the listeners a bit about like as a neutral what the game was like for you and why do you look forward to this the this derby in particular? I thought it was a good game, very good game. Um, to answer your very last question, simply mm. put, is because it's a derby that very rarely lets you down. Mm. So I knew pretty much for myself as a neutral, we were in for a very good game. One thing that I was surprised about um, was the level of maturity in Arsenal's performance mm. but also the the lack of ambition from Mourinho and Tottenham um, and the reason I say Mourinho first is because he's obviously set the team up yeah. to look quite attacking I thought on paper you've got the 4-2-3-1 you've got Lucas in the hole you've got your two wide men and Kane up top mm. but it wasn't what it, what it seemed and, and I think there was a bit too much defensive responsibility on Bell he wasn't carrying that out um and there was it kind of swung up until obviously you got the Lamella goal, which we'll get to, uh, which was crazy. But yeah, for me, I just thought Arsenal showed a maturity that I haven't seen much this season. I've certainly seen it in patches and especially more recently. And Spurs, I was let down with because of the lack of attacking intent for sure. Okay. Um, all right. So let's 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 tuck in then. Um, shall we start? Do we start or should Tanya start? <laughs> let me start. Let, okay, let me let me start by asking Tanya a question. Go on, go on. Um, so obviously you're disappointed Spurs. You lost two one, uh, and that's obviously despite going one nil up and going into half time at one nil. What would you have it's done? Tanya? No, it was one one. Oh, was it one one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one one. What would you have done, Tanya, differently than Jose Mourinho did, or would you would you have set up the same? Because that same eleven has been performing well recently with Lucas in the 10. Would you have kept it like that? Or maybe would you have kind of packed the midfield a bit more, Harry Winks or something, and and really allowed Kane, Byrne and Son to stay up the pitch and kind of get rid of those defensive responsibilities of an extra man in midfield? Answer your question, Mark. What I wouldn't have done was start Doherty. And <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna scapegoat anybody, but I'm sorry, like you say, Mark, that team that we started, majority of Tottenham fans were happy, but what we weren't happy about was Doherty. He is the weak link in this team. I've been tweeting about this guy. I've been ranting and raving about this guy. He might as well be a slug or a snail (laughs) because as a footballer, he's absolutely useless. 
useless. Like, it blows my mind how Aurier didn't start this game. Okay, fair enough, he played a full 90 against Zagreb, but I still don't see how Doherty warrants a, a starting place, especially when you know that left-hand side of Arsenal, like, that is their, that's their main threat. Tierney, how many times did he get in behind? And I know you mentioned this already, but Gareth Bell obviously didn't help things. He didn't track back or whatever. And we'll get into Jose Mourinho's approach because I thought it was an absolute bottle job from him. You know, we talk about Spurs as being bottle jobs, but as a manager, he completely bottled that game. And it's just it's just unacceptable. Doherty, honestly, like, I'm done with that guy. I don't ever want to see him play for us again. But he will because Jose seems to love him. And I honestly believe he's an Arsenal agent. Like, we played without <laughs> 10 men anyway. Arsenal had 12 men, including Doherty, and we had 10 anyway. So when Lamella, when Lamella got sent off, we were down to nine men, as far as I'm concerned, because he was absolute dross. Dross. Strong words. Strong words. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I can't lie. I was I was a little bit surprised with how Tottenham set up. I genuinely thought that they would come at us, um, especially as the whole week, all I could hear from, well, not hear because I was reading it on Twitter was Arsenal are there for the taking. Arsenal are there for the taking. Arsenal are there for the taking. And I think one, maybe Spurs fans kind of overestimated or maybe... Okay, maybe not overestimated, underestimated Arsenal in one sense. Uh, but I do agree in the fact that Spurs should have been set up more positively than they were. Um, and Arsenal could have and really should have been two or three goals up before uh, Lamella scored his goal, which we'll get to because, uh, you know, big talking point. Um because obviously we hit the bar with Emil Smith-Rowe and we had a few chances that we, we just didn't take. But um, I was really, really happy with the attacking intent in Arsenal. Tierney looked like he was just a man on a mission just every single time. The first time he beat Doherty, he was like, that's it. I'm just running at this guy every single time. And I enjoyed that's that kind of... I enjoyed that kind of... Um, like, we used to see it from wingers. Like, when they realised that they've got a defender on toast, they would just actually just target him every single time. And Tierney did that. Tierney and Emil Smith-Rowe really exploited the left-hand side. I never for one minute thought Bale was going to ever track back. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I, I, I generally was surprised with how Spurs set up. But um, I do, you know... Thinking about what Mark said about the maturity of the Arsenal performance, I have to agree. Um, like, I feel like even at 1-0, even though I was pissed, um, I did a Tanya, I threw my phone across the room. I was like, so annoyed. I was like, how? We've played so well. But I just feel like f at no point in the game did I feel that we didn't deserve um, to win that game. Even though the last 15 minutes, down to 10 men, Spurs looked like a completely different team and, and like... They look like That's they could... why, look, overall, I, I've just never been so disgusted with, with that performance from the manager, even to the players. Like, big players were hiding in that game. Harry mm. Kane, I don't want to be too harsh on him because I don't actually think he was fit because he had a knock in, in the Europa yeah. League game. But what did he do? But at the same time, I don't want to blame Harry Kane. 
campaign because what could he have done when we approached the game so negatively? He was getting no service. He couldn't get on the ball. And fair enough to Arsenal, like they made it very difficult for us. They were pressing, they were very attacking. Emil Smith Rowe was an absolute powerhouse. Like, what do you expect? But when I see players not going for it and not turning up in a derby, but not even that, in a game where, you know, we could have capitalised teams dropping points, we could have been closer to the top four, we still mm. got a game in hand. Not one player, not one player, but the manager for me, I tell you, he's got blood on his hands because, like you said, Junior, everyone could see that Tierney was having an absolute field day. Everyone could see mm. it. Like, you... He needed to go to Specsavers because it was so obvious where the change needed to be. Doherty needed to be taken off. And I'm not saying it could have completely changed the game, but you needed to sort out what was happening on that left-hand side. Like, it it just... I don't know why Mourinho. I don't know why Mourinho took off Bale for Sissoko okay. to protect Doherty when he should have just replaced Doherty. Yeah, he could have just taken off Doherty and put on an Oreo. Um, although, like, I, I did see a lot of Tottenham fans going, um, "Oh well, he's an Arsenal Arsenal fan, Arsenal agent." You forget Oreo is an Arsenal fan as well, so <laughs> wow. it, it could have just been. And also, I know he's had a much better season, but all of a sudden, well. What Aurier is Tottenham saviour now in defence. He apparently yeah, but that this but is this is the who... thing. But this is the thing, Abdi. Doherty is that bad that we're having to yeah, call I... on Aurier. Aurier's not by no means the best right back in the world. But to mm. be fair to him, he has actually performed quite well this season. I would put him up yeah. there as one of the top right backs this season. So, and he's performed so well in big games. What has Doherty done since he's been here? He's I do been think awful. I do. I do think you were right about your earlier points about um, the setup. You've, you've essentially started with four, you know, maybe not exactly Lucas Moura, but you've got four goal scorers on the pitch, like um, Bell, Kane. They're all goal threats. Moura can get in the box and score goals as well. We've seen it. Um, and then, so like, it's almost like a fluid front four. And then you set up, set up defensively. Um, I do oh, also think there were some poor, really poor performances from the likes of Ndombele and Hoybier. Yep. Like Ndombele has been quite shaky for the last couple of games. He I've has. Noticed, but um, just specifically this game as well, like he, there in terms of uh, our players and the way we played, we uh, every time there was a loose ball, we were recovering it as well and sustaining yeah. attacks. And then Ndombele and Hoybier really couldn't live with it. And also there were so many fouls from the Tottenham players. Um, just on the game and the way it went from the Tottenham perspective, um, watching the likes of, um, obviously Son didn't get much um, time on the pitch, but you, I wouldn't say you missed him that much because your no. replacement came on and scored. But um, from our Arsenal perspective, Emil Smith-Rowe, best game he's played for Arsenal and he's played some high-quality games so far, but he was absolutely fantastic in this game. Uh, we changed as well, like, um, uh, we, when he went off, it was really different. We were, like, completely... Um, the, the way there was no connection between Willian and um, Tierney. Uh, and also for Odegaard as well, what a baller, man. I love this guy. He's just... Um, and now he's getting into a box and scoring goals. He's He's... He's obviously a really technical footballer, great first touch, good. Uh, he's really intelligent. He can link up with everyone, but also he works really hard as well. So um, that's why you can see he's playing all the time now and he's going to stay in the team. I really hope we can sign him on a permanent. I know it's early, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, we've only got 11 games this season. He's played quite a bit now and um, I really like the way he is. Um, on the the balance of the game, obviously we, we said we were going to mention it, but... Bloody hell, man. A Rabona nutmeg goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... 
and from him as well, when he came on, me and Junior were texting. I was like, I hate Lamella. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to say it to the Tottenham fans, but I absolutely hate Lamella. Same. Like, Everyone does. The, he's a shithousery, isn't he? He's that he kind is, of player. He's absolute, he is Jose Mourinho's Herrera. He is that guy. <laughs> he's, he's go around. Yeah. And, and he, from the minute he came on, you know he had specific instructions. Go and disrupt him. Like there were t- he left one on David Luiz. Before he got booked mm. for, in the second half when he fouled Partey, um, he... he he pulled down t- um, Smith Rowe. And yeah, it, it, it. it was like a rugby tackle. Like he held him from behind. It was a rugby behind. tackle as well, and he and he, he was doing that quite a few times as well. But I mean, like I said, he's he's he uh, he's got that in his locker. Like he's 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 got fantastic ability. Sometimes his decision making is is a bit shaky, but boy, that that goal, like yeah, it was a cheap, it was a cheek to try it in a North London derby as well. It's a beautiful goal, beautiful goal, and it's sad that it, it wasn't the winning goal. But, you know, he only scored it because he ain't got a right foot. So, <laughs> as much as I want to give him credit. But, look, yeah, fluke, though. there's no point scoring a goal like that and then doing something so stupid in the second half. He ended up getting sent off and we ended up losing the game. So, I don't yeah. really care about the goal now. Couldn't care less. I, I was saying to Abdi, like, I, I, people say the, the second yellow card might have been a bit harsh because... No, I don't did think Did he so. mean it and stuff? I mean, I don't think so. But I was even saying that from everything that he had done previously in the game, that he, he, he shouldn't even been on the pitch for that yeah. incident. Because like, I think his first yellow card should have been the second yellow card for all the stuff that he had first done. First ever red card he's received. Can you believe that? Lamella <laughs> I, of all people. It's so hard to believe. He he just goes around <laughs> kicking people. I specifically, I, just... remember, I specifically remember that game at Stamford Bridge where Tottenham players lost their minds um, and uh, Leicester won the league. That guy should have got about six red cards in that game. <laughs> didn't, so, he, yeah, didn't he stamp on... Wasn't it him who stamped on yeah, Fabregas? He stamped on Fabregas' hand, yeah. He's that guy. He's that guy. He's that um, guy. <laughs> he, but, you know, to be fair, like, you know, if, if, if you're... If you support a team that has a player like Lamella in it, you're gonna you're gonna love Lamella when he does that kind of stuff, especially in a big game in a derby, in it. So if we had that kind of player, I can imagine like a- any other team hates Xhaka and his antics when yeah. he's on the pitch. You know, I mean, I hate Xhaka and his antics. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, I, got, I can't get with the Xhaka one. I, I, I don't. No, I mean like because Jack is always he's always one of those guys who wants to he pretend like he's a hard man, but he's always like doing that kind of stuff. He fouls and he wants to get in get in there. Like for example, like you know what Jack Wilshere was like when he was playing, and he's always there, like getting in. Oh, I hate him. There's there's exactly. there's, there's one specific thing that Jacka does every single game, every single game. Yeah, he draws the foul, but the way he does it, he turns his body and he sees the contact. He leaves his leg there, and as the contact's coming, he's already throwing himself to the ground and it annoys me because refs a lot of the time well now they're not starting they're starting to not buy it a lot like they're not um believing it because so right, we, we got we, we got to move on in a bit but i just wanted to, to get everyone's opinion uh was it a pen yeah, yeah. it was a pen and, and that's sanchez all over again like the thing is lacazette fluffed his lines anyway like yeah, well, he's uh, such a delu- like he I don't know how to describe him. He's just an absolute donor. He's a donor. Like, I don't know if he has a brain in there. I want him gone in the summer for me. Like, I was screaming, Sanchez is resurrected. Listen, he's back in that coffin, mate. He's, he's back in that coffin. Stay stay in there and, False and don't alarm. come out, mate. Because False alarm. he's terrible yeah i thought i thought it was a pen as well i thought it was a pen um and to all the people who who didn't think it was a pen 
we conceded a pen like that last season um, against Watford, uh, where Welbeck shot and um, I can't remember the defender who brought David, him down. David Luiz. David Luiz brought him down after he shot and the ref gave him a pen. So it has happened in the Premier League. We the have only, had it against had it against us. The only question mark is that um, was it Lacazette swung his leg and it collided with um, Sanchez, but no, there's contact Sa- in the box. Yeah, and, and Sanchez is from- mm. Sanchez is um, diving across like you can't do that. And what I mean, idiot. See Jermaine Genius. Oh, he. Oh yeah. He basically cried about. I don't crying. know what there he was, did. There, there were tears there. Um, no, Michael Dawson as well. I swear that he said. Every single decision was incorrect. He was like, no, it, it wasn't a pen. No, it wasn't a red card. It was really soft. The first yellow card. He hated. He was like, but the thing he was, is, he was a- like Mourinho. He was like Mourinho. He's like, does the referee do a press conference? I'm sorry, but I, I, I tweeted this. Any Spurs fan that's complaining about the red card or the penalty, you're, you're not looking at the bigger picture because the bigger picture of the game was that we didn't turn up. Arsenal wanted it more. Jose got it absolutely wrong from, from minute one. Like, we can't be complaining about these decisions. It was an absolutely terrible performance. Mm. And Jose Mourinho, as I said, like, I'm, I'm fed up with him now. Like, mm. I want to get this in here before we move on, yeah, and before you continue to praise Arsenal. But I put a poll out, and I basically wanted to ask Tottenham fans and, and rival fans on whether they think Jose's underachieving, doing the best that he can, or whether he's overachieving. 57% think he's underachieving. 34.8% think he's doing the best that he can, and then only 7% think he's overachieving, which is quite interesting. And I got 400, 574 votes. So really, I know it's a small portion of a massive fan base, but it's interesting most people think he isn't doing enough as a manager. And I don't think he is. Like When you've got players like that on the pitch, you should be attacking them. And you said it yeah. in the beginning, Junior. I think Arsenal were there for the taking just because you didn't start a Bamiyang. Big call from Arteta. You had no yeah. fans in the stadium. We're not ever going to get a better opportunity like we did. We're in good form. Why are we sitting back and just letting Arsenal dominate? And he took the same approach that worked way back when you didn't have the likes of Odegaard and Smith-Rowe. Like, this, why does he keep being called this tactician? He got outclassed by Arteta. Absolutely outclassed. He's passed it. He's a dinosaur. And I don't want anyone else telling me any different. I don't care about his CV. Win a trophy. And I'm still winning gone at the end of the season. Ta-da. Can I, can I respond to the... Um, well, well, like, well said, firstly. But can I respond to the... Um, to the Arsenal were there for the taking? Because the way I took it was a yeah. different way. Because... Up, like I said, the le- the week leading up to the game, I was seeing on Twitter that Arsenal were there for the taking. So even before Aubameyang was not going to play. Um, and so the reason I think is, is because Arsenal obviously sit in 10th. And where me and Abdi have already said on this podcast that we are a 10th place side because our results don't lie. I do want to bring to light the fact that we are 10th place, but I don't think Arsenal and Tottenham squads are so different in certain um, aspects. And... Um, and obviously now beating you, we're like two or three points behind you. So I don't think the gap is that big. And the reason why we're 10th, um, um, bad start to the season aside, is I'm going to list games here just really quickly Mm. um, that we've beaten ourselves, that we've dropped points because of ourselves, and therefore we should be a lot higher. But individual mistakes and stupidity keep us at the level that we currently are, which is 10th. So, Wolves away from home, two red cards, 
David Luiz gave away that penalty. Aston Villa away from home. That Cedric idiocy that led to the Aston Villa goal. Benfica away. Benfica um, where we basically, Ceballos uh, gifted two goals to Benfica. And we were basically going to crash out. Burnley away from home. You saw what Shaka did. Burnley at home. Shaka getting sent off. Um, Southampton at home. We're, we just got back into the game. Gabriel goes and gets sent off. Leads away. We're in the game, you know, and he gets sent off. Uh, Pepe gets sent off in, in the... Um... But, that's, but that's the thing, Junior. Like, given all of that, we have the players to force those mistakes and we didn't. Mm-hmm. We didn't pressure you at all. And that's where my frustration is. Uh, to I, not even try, yeah, that's, I, that's suicide. Yeah. I would agree with suicide. Tanya and say that the... Listen, I think any team that's lost 12 games or however many it is in the league in one season are there for the taking. I think Liverpool this season who have lost nine games are there for the taking. I also think Spurs who have lost nine or ten games are there for the taking. Yeah. We're all there for the taking. I think that's a fair statement. <laughs> but you've just got to go and do it on the day and Spurs didn't do it and Arsenal did. I think that's what it comes down to in terms of being there for the taking. Every team in the league, I think, is actually there for the taking this season. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, let's move on. Um, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Although I am happy finally. Uh, also, also. Ha, 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 Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on. Uh, okay. Newcastle versus Aston Villa was the first game of the weekend. Uh, 1-1. And all I have to say is that Newcastle, you know when you're down at the bottom, luck never goes on your side. If you see the goal that Newcastle conceded, uh, yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, in that aspect, great finish in it. But um, when it's not going for you, it just doesn't go for you, does it? And they miss bare chances as well. Newcastle, they should have won that game. Any, any more? Liz, well, they'll, they'll be kicking themselves if if it turns out that the two points that they've essentially dropped from that game because they could have and maybe should have won it. If it is those yeah. two points that, you know, if they do go down and it's one or two points, they'll be kicking themselves and it's their own fault. But yeah. on the flip Villa side, missing, yeah, Villa are missing. Villa are missing Tanya's boy. Oh, they're missing. Yeah. They're missing him drastically. I think oh, their I win percentage, the win percentage without him, is a such a drastic fall. It's crazy. But um, yeah, in those moments for Newcastle, you want your captain to stand up and thankfully for them, the cells got the, the equaliser in the 94th minute because another I mean, loss yeah. would have seriously dented confidence. It, it's probably dented highly already, but taking a loss yeah. there really wouldn't have been good for them. That's a yeah, that's a big point because um, Brighton we'll get to him, but Brighton ended up winning in it. So yeah, um, and yeah, and Fulham lost as well. So um, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. Huh. Um, <laughs> the next game was <laughs> Leeds versus Chelsea. And I swear down, we said it three weeks ago, whenever we said it. Chelsea are so boring, bro. It's just, it's just possession. Do you know what? They're not sake. boring. I, no, I just are. think Chelsea, Chelsea, I think they need, they need a striker. And they're just not scoring at the moment. But they're getting opportunities. Mm, I, I mean, just think they, the, they the don't prob- have their scoring. The problem on. with that is that they... They spent money on a big striker in the summer. Uh, and they, they have three. And they've got three strikers. I know. And they've got uh, players. Mark, tell me, tell me about that. Tell me about that big striker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got players. I mean, a team of honor, I think, has got five goals in almost thirty appearances in the league this season, or probably like twenty-four, let's say. And that's not good no, enough. No, no. Team of owners got issues. Team... But <laughs> it, interestingly, though, which I can see this happening, a swap deal of Timo for Haaland. 
I can see that happening. Nah, I can't see that. Happening. It makes sense though. It makes it sense. Like it swapping makes gold. Ab- That's like swapping gold for poo. It, ma- <laughs> well, <laughs> it makes absolutely zero sense if I don't. I can because, see it happening because I feel like I I cannot see for for one. I think Chelsea will be desperate to make um, Werner a success at at the football club. And you can't just discount a player on one season. I mean, Abdi has already in like five games, but I have on Doherty. Sorry, he's done. <laughs> but a player that, big deal. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if one came for like sixty million, the other one came for for pennies. <laughs> you have to look at the difference. I I think Chelsea will be desperate um, to see next season if Tuchel can get the best out of Werner. Um, you need to remember though, like Tuchel didn't sign him, did he? So, I know, Tuchel... but like Tuchel was brought in to get the best out of Havertz and and Werner. That was, you know, one yeah, of the there's, mandates. There's, there's only so much you can do with. It's like, like I said last time, it's like it's like putting air freshener on a dog poop, man. It's like there's only so much you can do with in, a guy like that. He's 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 obviously this... not that he's not that good. So and also it comes to it, it, it comes to something <laughs> where he's not playing and Havertz is playing as a striker. But listen, so. li- listen. Um, I think in this modern day of football, where managers are less and less signing players, and it turns out that the director of football or whoever it is is signing these players like Frank Lampard wanted players that they didn't sign you know and so the club signed Werner so I think the club want Werner to be a success they want him to be their star man and that's what I think Tuchel was historically we know what Chelsea I know what you mean to I don't mean to cut you off but I mean but you did though (laughs) yeah but I didn't mean to do that Uh, (laughs) historically we know what Chelsea are on in it Chelsea they every single manager they give him enough and we they give him money to to either succeed or to fail and um Haaland I honestly do think like Chelsea will probably be sniffing around him I think think Man City will be after him uh because well we'll get to Man City eventually but I just think like Aguero's coming to the end of his time at City and Gabriel Jesus has proved that he's not it. And uh, and he's, um, his dad used to play for City, right? So yeah, that's, the where, there, so. that's where his career ended. Um, mm. He's actually ended. a Leeds fan. Yeah, because of his dad as well. Really? Oh. But let's move on. I mean, Omo, before we, we move on, let's talk about Leeds. Um, they missed a bucket load of chances. Yeah. And that, I, that was... This Tyler Roberts guy, yeah? I watched him for the last 20 minutes. And he played up front, and then literally he did every single aspect of the of a centre forward role wrong. <laughs> Couldn't hold it up. His first touch was terrible. Every single time they because Leeds they they they're very good at manufacturing chances and and mm. you know sustaining the ball high up. I think one of the reasons we talked about Chelsea being boring is um they sort of remind me of like Spain. Do you remember Spain um, when people were saying Spain were boring? That's because they have possession all the time. Yeah, so mm. it's very hard for Leeds to like. Um, which they actually they did very well in terms of like getting getting chances and well, he, also, he knows he's very suited to the Spain guy playing against that that Spanish style of play possession style. Well, I was going to um, say um, that this is the first time I've seen this many chances created against Chelsea since Tuchel yeah. took over. Um, I think it's a I think it's points dropped for Chelsea though because when you look 100%. at Leeds, like mm-hmm. so many teams have panned them this season. Even we have, and I'd say we've had a poor season. Like. I don't know how they didn't manage to win that when they've got so many attacking players on the pitch. That's what I don't get. They have the talent there, but they can't seem to score. It's with. just because they play side to side. That's that's all. Like it's, <laughs> it's very guys, it's very I don't passive. Think it's that bad, guys. No, it's very no, it's passive. Very it's very Watch passive. It's it's the worst game to have like on a Saturday 
12 lunchtime kickoff. You just want to go straight back to bed after Chelsea. It was a good game, but like there's not many chances from like Chelsea's perspective and like that just the game generally it petered out towards the end. There's that famous clip from Jermaine Genus going um in the Chelsea versus Tottenham semi-final where he's like, oh, we had all the possession, blah, blah, blah. And then everyone turns oh, around to him yeah. and says, possession doesn't win you games. And that's the same thing here. You can have 95% possession, but if you don't create any chances, you're not going to score. Hmm? But they do create chances, though. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I, no, I but I mean... They do create chances. Yeah, they do, but they didn't uh, create many chances against Leeds is, is more the point. Like, looking at this game specifically, not mm. necessarily... Under Tuchel, they've been really good. Do you it's think just... because they, for the first time, actually, he went with four at the back, um, and it's obviously the first time they've played it. So, do you think there's an element of of that getting used to another system? Yeah. Because they did they did mm. concede quite a few mm. chances, more so than you would expect against Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, luckily for Chelsea, their next game is West Brom at home. So, uh, it, <laughs> you'd think. Can I just say? You'd yeah? think, Can I just yeah. say? Chilwell has been so bad recently. I agree. I can understand why he's playing Alonso. Their fans mm-hmm. are trying to say, oh, best left back in the league. No way. Luke Shaw's been better. Tierney's miles better. Red Gillon's been better than him. Sorry, Chelsea. And, and um, there's also yeah. Robertson. Robertson. He's also Robertson. Robertson. Yeah, I swear down. And Digne. Is it Digne? Digne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, two of them dead. every left back dead. apart from Robertson, Marcus. To be very honest, at the start of the season, if you said, name your England 11 right now, at the very start of the season, I would have put Chilwell in we're it. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We will get to that. But, oh, we're going to get to that? All right, well, I'll take that No, but Mark, finish your point at least. I've got to be really honest. Abdi loves interrupting people. He's not in... He wouldn't make it in my England eleven at the moment. You said it yourself, yeah. Abdi. He's not even a shoo-in in that Chelsea team at the moment. And Luke Shaw looks a lot better than him at the moment, I've got to be honest. Yeah, and I mean, Luke Shaw is the top assistant left-back in the league as well. Um, and he's flying. Uh, but we'll get to, to Man United and Luke Shaw. Next game is, uh, as Abdi put it well, <laughs> a yawn. Um, I mean, what do you expect when Hodgson and Allardyce collide? Oh, so, God. Palace 1-1-0. One, one, um, I, I, you know, at this point, I think... Milivojevic pen. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I think at this point, it's pretty much confirmed that West Brom are going down. Sam Allardyce's record is is deceased. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I made the mistake of tuning into this game for a yeah. little bit. Because <laughs> I was thinking, all right, I could go. It's Palace-West Brom. It's not going to be an exciting game, but it's Hodgson's old team, Allardyce's old team. Maybe it might be a little bit interesting. And... Nope not <laughs> at all free my boy Eze <laughs> Hodgson you know bless him it's just you oh, know he what needs to, to go man just just retire put your feet <laughs> up have a cup of tea do you know what I mean just just give it up Roy give it up <laughs> give it up Roy um cool next game I think we can all agree was a bit of a shock result um well at least I wasn't expecting it I don't know about you guys um and that is Everton versus Burnley. <clears throat> Burnley is historically a team that doesn't get many away game like away wins. And going up against a good Everton team who probably in form or one of the informed teams in the league. And they got the three points. Mm. And by the way, do you know the McNeil goal? Which oh. uh, firstly, like amazing goal. Unbelievable. What a finish. That was their second goal from outside of the box this season. 
The other ones are all just crosses from the Tuck halfway it. line and every Chris time Wood I look at you know, Chris Wood Chris, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly Chris Wood Chris Wood that was a d- uh, decent enough finish yeah but every time I watch Chris Wood he just looks like ready sorted Chris Finnick <laughs> just like just plain he's like he's, he's so plain he's, he's a cheese he's, he's, a, he's a cheese sandwich with like hey, but, a, but... A, a water that's his meal deal <laughs> with water but shout out to all the people who love uh, cheese sandwiches and, and ready sorted Chris yeah, like um, exactly. Sean Dyche so um yeah, and worms. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I think that's a big, massive point. Uh, three points, sorry, for, for Burnley. Because they could have been dragged into that relegation scrap. Um, but I think... Everton at home, man. What yeah. is going on? They yeah, lost I know. To Fulham recently, Newcastle recently. Um, and also, like, uh, they've, I think they've got, like, one win in the last four or five in at home as well. So, and they're much better. And they, they're like, they were, like, a couple of weeks ago, they were, like, right in there in terms of the top four race and everything. So, yeah. Andy, yeah. What? what did you put here on the agenda? Yeah. Everton own yeah, Merseyside. Yeah, why did you do that? Sorry, I didn't mean Everton. I meant Burnley. Burnley <laughs> yeah. own Merseyside. I was about to say, we're talking about them losing and their poor home record. And you're, you're saying they own Merseyside. Just quickly, Great I, no. I'll go on, Mark. No, I was going to say that you said, Junior, that the three points is massive for Burnley, which it is. It absolutely is massive mm. for Burnley. It gives them a bit of breathing space. But I actually think the performance, yeah. just in general, was big for them. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they deserved every last ounce of those three points. I think they were the better team. They went unlucky on a few other occasions. Um, and... They should have scored more. They should have scored more. Honest. I think they. I think it was Goodmanson who hit the post with a decent strike yeah. from outside the box. Actually, mm. funnily enough, um, and they had a couple of scraps which Pickford had to save. Yeah, I mean, it, it was good. It, it, it was good to see from Burnley because I'm used to watching them and just seeing lump after lump after lump and long ball, <laughs> and it, it was a, it was slightly different from them. And as Abdi mentioned, it was a decent enough finish from Chris Wood, and then obviously you've got Dwight McNeil who. Firstly, has sent, I was going to say he sent a, a real international, internationally acclaimed footballer in Allen. He's firstly sent him yeah. to the shops, and then just to the way he shapes his body and just caresses it yeah. into the top corner is. It was honestly, I know Lamella's goal was unbelievable, and it, I, you mm. don't see it much, but the McNeil goal was my favorite of the weekend. I have a question for you guys, um, yes, and you cannot. Uh, I have a question for you guys and you and you you can answer individually or one of you answer I don't know but do you think Dwight McNeil is underrated yes 100% I think he's rated but I don't think he's underrated do you no I don't think he's rated at all I don't think he's rated no one goes on about McNeil and people well, people always go like, oh, he's, he's a Burnley player. Of course he's going to stand out. No, like, he, I think he has genuine quality. Oh, my God, um, he's only 21. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's in the young, yeah. England under 21 squad for the Euros. He's super young. And you've got to think, oh. last season, I think he started 90-odd percent of Burnley's games. Takes on I a, think he started every game in the yeah, league. He takes on a lot. Yeah, of, I do think he's underused because he just he, he he plays him like the way he plays him is just you play on the left wing and you just put crosses into the big men up front where he can easily play like you know like for example like Gareth Bale's kind of role you know playing on mm. the inside right and playing being more of a technical player yeah. like he's, he's got more more than what he's doing. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely think he's underrated. I think that I, I, I agree. I, as well. I honestly see and I'm not comparing them as players but I see a hint of Madison in him in terms of what he can McNeil what he can do with his left foot and and how he can perfectly weight a ball and, and the bend he can produce is is just a 
amazing actually. I'm a massive fan, and he will get that move soon enough to mm. maybe not one of the big big clubs, but you know, like an Everton or a Leicester. I can definitely see that happening, and you yeah. never know what happens from there. And and I know that the team he plays for doesn't kind of allow him to express himself so much. But do you think he's only got two goals this season? Do you think he should be scoring more? Mm. Should be, but as Abdi said, the the way Burnley are set up in that stiff, yeah. old-fashioned 4-4-2, <laughs> 4-4-2 yeah. is just there's yeah. not much leeway for him to really get into those he areas. He doesn't get but, many opportunities. Yeah. He doesn't get many opportunities to cut in on his left yeah. and to shoot like he yeah, did on the weekend. I, I agree. His only I, other goal was that was that weird goal he scored against Aston Villa where he yeah. passed it from like halfway all the way in. <laughs> um, so let's move on. The next game was uh, Man City who um, recovered midweek from their 2-0 defeat to Man United by giving Southampton absolute pasting um, 5-2. Um, oh, I don't mean to cut in, Julia, but can we quickly talk about the worst v- refereeing decision ever? Come Foden's... The oh yeah, yeah that. goodness I gracious! I mean, it's like <laughs> we talk about referees every week, but that is just that is the worst of it that I've seen but yet. Talk about encouraging players to go down. Is that not going to make and every player down. stop and think? Right, I need to go down to get yep. something because the contact was there. In fact, it was more than contact. It was bottom of boot to ankle. Like it was proper. Mm. Could have been worse than it was. Not to put the, the microscope on it in that sense, but. It's a stone wall pen. Yeah. Oh. I think we, I mean, we've said it time and time again. The referees in this league are absolutely terrible. Absolutely oh, terrible. So and cool. every... electricity is working in the VAR room. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, they can't see anything. <laughs> but they can clearly communicate. They can clearly, like, say, like. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't look at it. I missed it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's get, let's, let's get to the game at the weekend. Um, Man City went to. Uh, Fulham and you know Fulham had had some really decent results of late you know um, sorry Mark they beat Liverpool and they they beat Sheffield United sorry Mark yeah no because I don't want I don't want to bring up past pains you know Mark's had a good week Um, this is true but yeah they've had some good some good wins and then obviously Man City come to town I personally don't think Fulham should be disheartened by you know a 3-0 beating from Man City I think next week they have to look at it and just go again um, but what do you guys think of the game? City, I see you just stepped it up a little bit. Yeah. That's all they need to do. They need to go from, you know, from go from first gear to second gear, and then boom, mm, the game's yeah. done. You're you're beaten. And can can we? I, I mean, the game kind of the, the scoreline speaks the story for itself. It was a comfortable three 0 win for City. Yeah. But can we just actually veer away from the game and and I want people to understand that the genuine strength of depth that City have to yeah. to leave Sterling mm. out of the squad completely, to um, mm. have KDB on the bench, Gundogan, Foldan on the bench, Mares on the it's bench, crazy. all of these oh players that would word. start for 95% of Premier League teams, all on the bench. And the players who were on the pitch still got the, the, the nice and easy 3-0 win. It's actually... The first time ever, first time ever I've seen Guardiola use a back three. Uh, especially for City as well, he usually played all three mm. of the centre backs. Mm. And can you imagine, like most of the season, he's he's not been able to start Laporte. That is wild. And you look at like <laughs> wow. the teams who are having difficulties at centre back, specifically mm. Liverpool. And he, Guardiola has the luxury of having Laporte on the bench for most of the season. And and, and on top of that, you got man like Ake, who he, he, he just sits choice, there. No pretty much. Yeah, forty he just million, there. just a calm forty million. 
Also, man like John Stones here has got has got the same amount of goals as Martial in the league. Can we just speak that? I mean, oh. I've been saying about Martial. I can't even. Uh, this guy. I don't even know yeah, if he's ever going to score again. how much of a lethal finisher John Stones is. <laughs> imagine yeah. he's a top finisher. Well, how, Tanya, how many, what is he on? Four or five? He's like four, four goals, I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Martial hasn't good scored in, the box, in a while, and I don't know if he's ever going to score again, but yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> but um, just on Fulham... Oh, sorry, go on, Tanya. No, I'm saying I thought you'd like that one, Junior. No, I did, I did. <laughs> um, just on Fulham, massive game at the weekend. They play Leeds at home. Is it at home? Yes, at home. Oh, come on, Fulham, please. I'm so <laughs> sick of, of Leeds. Their manager, every time, looks like he's doing the bus it challenge. Like, please, <laughs> just stop. Just stop. <laughs> Listen, can I just say, Tanya got what she wanted. Chris Wilder has left. We'll talk about it in, in a yes! bit. And now she's like, she's gunning for Bielsa. Tanya, are you like Ramsey? Like every time Ramsey scored, someone died. But you're like you. Every time you you put your eye on a manager, they get fired. What, what's the no, deal? No, I don't hate Bielsa, but come on, just 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 stay up, man. You know, it's not every day on your knees. Do you know what I mean? Come on, <laughs> He's not on his knees. <laughs> He's on his haunches. <laughs> on his on his haunches. Yeah, that's what I meant. Anyway, we digress. All right, all right, cool. Um, massive, first goal massive game in, though. Like, forever. Sorry, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. Um. Yes, Aguero's first goal in forever. Been injured a lot, but we haven't discussed the question I asked because Tanya interrupted about Bielsa. <laughs> <Sorry>. um, <laughs> massive game for Fulham <laughs> against Leeds next week. Um, what would you What do you guys think? I know we we rarely predict things on this podcast, but what do you think? Um, I think Fulham Ooh, game, would be desperate. Game early, their game early in the season was a cracker. I mean, it was right at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. They won 4-3 Leeds. But um, Leeds, they don't travel well, and they haven't got a single point in, in London so far. Wow. So uh, it'll, be a big, it'll, be a, it'll be a big game for Fulham and a big chance for them as well. And I hope Fulham do do pull it out as well. They've got some quality midfielders, obviously. They do. I think Harrison Reed's been playing very well. Mm. Lamina has got that good goal against Liverpool last week. And you got Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Anguissa, who I think yeah. is very, very oh. good as well. Cold. Because the reason why I ask is because, so they play Leeds, but then it starts to look really difficult. They've got Villa, um, Wolves, Arsenal, Chelsea, Burnley, Southampton away, Man United away. And then last day of the season is incredibly massive against Newcastle. They deserve to stay up. I just think Scott Parker's such a top manager. You know, he's he's been able to... How how far off were they from the relegation zone? Let's be real, like, to catch yeah, up, true. he's done a great job. And I don't know, like, I, I've got a friend that I've been doing the shows with, Kendall. She's a big Newcastle fan, and she'll hate me saying this, but I would like to see them get relegated, to be honest. I'm sick of Newcastle. <laughs> My just... friend, I want to sad. <laughs> <laughs> I want to no, see you crying. Sorry, I want to see you crying Kendall. at the end of the season. I'm sorry, Kendall. But, like, but... what I'm saying is Fulham deserves to stay up, yeah. in my opinion. They've great okay, people, so... good players. So on that note then, Tanya, do you not think that maybe, potentially, they've left it too little too late? Yeah, that's a point, considering the fixtures that you yeah. said there. It's, uh, it's a tough yeah, run. In. in terms of the fixtures, yeah, they're 18th. Everyone above them, essentially, is who they've got left. So all of the games are going to be tough. You're, you, yeah. Okay, that's very true. Um, true. But, you know, I see three games here, three or four games here, that they should be targeting where they should get points. Leeds, um... Southampton, Burnley and Newcastle. Um, the rest are a bit of a myth. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to be enough to save them. They're going to have to get some big results. Yeah, they are. In some places. Let's I move have on. Faith. Oh. 
Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Fulham fans, Tanya's praying with you, and uh, let's move on. To fellow strugglers, Brighton. Um, <laughs> South Coast this Derby. This was a really, really, really good game. Brighton play some excellent football. This is actually on BBC One. So, mm-hmm. um, I know, random. One of them random ones that on BBC One. But I love the way Brighton play, especially that, that winning goal, Trossard's goal. Welbeck's oh. first time pass. Lalana's pass into Welbeck, wrapped it into him. And Welbeck's mm. beautiful first time pass into Trossard. Um, did you see the uh, first goal, Dunk, when he headed it? Mm-hmm. And Fraser yep. Forster dived about two minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, what an idiot. Man dived oh as God. the ball hit the back of the net. The net was ripping, <laughs> I love just the way Brian moving. play football. Like yeah. he, the people call him the the lower half of the table Guardiola because <laughs> I love the way they break, build out of the back, and they've got a lot of quality players. But you know their issue, obviously, this season has been goals in it. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see them get a couple of goals and win the game. Yeah, I, I uh, agree. Shit. I just gonna. I think they've got too much quality in the squad. Um, I really like Graham Potter as a manager, and to top it all off, they try and play football the right way. So. I'm really yeah. hoping, as Tanya is for Fulham, I'm, I am hoping that we see Brighton stay up. And I, I think they have way than enough more quality over the likes of, sorry to Tanya's friend, Newcastle, um, I know. Who, who I can see dropping a lot more points than, than that Brighton team that we saw on Sunday morning. Listen, I'm not going to lie. If we're going to have to start apologising to people because of the teams they support... <laughs> We're gonna have to start apologizing a lot, but um, I'm, I'm never gonna apologize to any fans. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, same, same here. Yeah. Um, one thing let, let's talk about Southampton because they are nose diving into trouble, and I don't know, like, without Danny Ings, you'd expect Che Adams to step up, which he has in the last he couple has of games. Been. Yeah. Uh, two goals in the last couple of games and what a goal um, at the weekend again, like another volley. Um, but where, what, how is House and Hootel going to drag them out of this situation? I, I don't know, it's crazy. I think Tanya mentioned it last week or the week before that. We literally, in our mid-season awards, we gave him the, yeah. the manager of the city and at the time he deserved it. But yeah, it's an interesting yep. one. I can't actually remember exactly how many points Southampton are safe by now, but if they keep losing games, they're really going to get into a battle that they shouldn't be in. And and it's, it's well, going to be I can interesting. Tell you, Mark. Let us know. Um, and while you do, I'll give you an interesting fact on Shea Adams, actually. So Go Scotland... On. I was just about to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that too. Hey, hey, I've won the race. Yeah, Scotland, um, Scotland are, are looking to kind of have him playing for them. Uh, I think he qualifies for a grandparent. Um, so he made a couple of caps for England under twenties, but he's never gone further than England under twenties. So we could see yeah, he's never going to get into the senior and he's side. Never, so it's yeah, best, exactly. best decision for him. It is the best yeah. decision for him, and it'll be interesting because that means we will see him um, against England in the Euros, because obviously it's England wow. Scotland in the group stages. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. So um, okay, Mark said they have a little bit of a buffer, which is true. But currently, Southampton sit on uh, in fourteenth with thirty three points. Level on points with Burnley, but just got a better goal difference. Then comes Brighton with 29, then Newcastle with 28, and then Fulham with 26. Listen, yeah. Southampton will get dragged in. I, I don't do know. Think... They're, they're struggling to, to win games. You, you you look, and I even mentioned Fulham f- play Southampton at Craven Cottage in a, in a few months. So that's going to be a massive game. Yeah, I think if Southampton... If Southampton... Continue I don't to think it's at games. Craven Cottage. I think it's at St Mary's. But wherever it is... It's I'm, I'm pretty sure they played it. If they continue oh. to lose games, that's, if they lose their next two and the teams around them pick up a point or three points or, or win and a draw, 
they are they are in that battle on one hundred percent. If they don't pick up points in their next two or three games, they're in that battle. Yep. Uh, I just think went... not only not only did do they miss Danny Ings, but I think Walcott's been injured as well, and then they're not really. And they've had lots game, of injuries. Pressing, they've had their lots pressing. Injuries. Their pressing hasn't been there like like it was in the earlier yeah. season as well. So yeah, it's like it's like most teams um, in the league that once you get through that first eleven, it starts to look a bit thin. Mm, but I think I think it also shows you the the fatigue that every single player in this league is running under because one of the things that made Southampton such a good team at the start of the season was their ability to win the ball back quickly and high up the field. Yeah. And they just, it just looks like they, they don't have the energy or they're not doing that anymore. And it's a weird one. All right, let's move on. Um, I was going to say to fellow scrappers, but it's, it's not fellow scrappers. They, they're gone. They, it's, they've, like Tanya said, buried. Get in that coffin. It's over. The championship <laughs> coffin awaits you. Sheffield United <laughs> took a, Decent spanking from Leicester, five nil. Did they get? Did they? Did did, did he, um, Chris Wilde? Did he get sacked or did he just leave? No, uh, he left because of the disagreement. Because of disagreements uh, on um, transfers for next season. Oh no! Oh no! Because now that I, now I can't see them coming back up because they had no business being in this league without Chris Wilder. Chris yeah. Wilder is the one who took them from League One yeah. to the Premier League. You, you raise now, a good point. They're obviously they're gone. So there's no chance he's gonna. They're gonna oh, come back now. But they were a top four side last season. It was so Not good, top right? Four, top six. Oh, four <laughs> off. <laughs> nah, um, shout out to Leicester because they scored some fantastic. And goals. and mm. shout out to Ian Nacho. I know I made a joke Ian last week. Ian Nacho, baller. I know. I know I made a joke last week that if Ian Nacho scores, you you know you've had a bad week. But um. <laughs> He scored a hat trick and he <laughs> played really, really well. Two assists from um, Jamie Vardy as well. Three assists, three assists. He got two oh, for the own goal. Yeah. And then the last one was the own goal. And yeah, but the own goal doesn't Madison, count. Bro. The own goal it's... does. They don't give it to him. Well, apparently. Yeah, it's, it's his assist because it was an own goal. Well, and okay. interestingly as well, like Ian Atch, I didn't know that he lost his mum and to yeah. get a hat trick on Mother's Day. Like I think he did a really sweet interview. Yeah, actually, he so did. Yeah. Big him up. He yeah. seems like a lovely man guy. Said, man said, "I never had spared it." <laughs> Yeah, don't don't take the mic. <laughs> Abdi, it's uncalled for. Uncalled uh, for. But yeah, so you know, Leicester, no Barnes, no Madison, and they continue to, to mm. pick up points. Quick question, actually. Um, Has Abdi frozen? Because he's just there. Uh, he's either smiling or he's frozen. <laughs> um, I got a quick question. Do you think you just mentioned it? No, no Harvey Barnes and no James Madison. Do yeah. you think because? I saw a Jamie Vardy that I haven't seen for a while, like a almost mm. like a a Jamie Vardy who wasn't on the end of all the chances, but a Jamie Vardy who was creating all the chances. Do you think there's a bit mm. of him thinking, well, I've got to take a bit of the creative onus onto myself here yeah. because two of our probably our two most creative players aren't here anymore. I think that's a I think that's a very good point. I think one thing that I think we need to realise as well is that Vardy hasn't scored for a while. So I think mm. one way to boost your confidence, get your confidence back up again, is getting more involved in play. Mm. And where Brendan Rodgers previously, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the, on our, on the podcast, but um, in previous, like last season, when um, Brendan Rodgers came in, Vardy was told to just stay up the top, like, like just stay on the shoulder of the defender. And I think because, I think Rodgers has been really smart in the way that he's brought in Ian Acho, 
So they're playing two up top to support whilst Vardy goes through this uh, run of form. And then we've seen, like you said, Mark, Vardy dropping in deep to collect the ball, get involved. And then obviously you get the two or three assists that you got um, in that game. Sorry, did you guys lose me there? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was actually it was actually good for two minutes. So I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was trying to make a joke about Ihanacho and then you missed all of it. Oh, well. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> I said, I never expected it. Oh, no, we heard that. We definitely heard that. And we and we didn't react as well. Nah, nah, let's move on. Uh, Man United versus West Ham. Uh, I was expecting, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong for expecting an exciting game. But I was expecting an exciting game. And what I got was... And probably what I should have been expecting was Man United uh, dominated the game and West Ham literally sat back, didn't offer anything. And it was only in the second half that, you know, they tried. But still, I think... Can I, don't I, even... can I just talk about Man United fans in general? Because they're absolutely outraged with this season. And I don't know where this has come from. Like, I know <laughs> yeah. that, there's, that there's, you know opinions about Ollie, you know, he's a PE teacher and whatnot. But if you think that, <laughs> what are you expecting him to do? Like, you've got second place. Like, I'm seeing fans saying, get this guy out. Why are you giving him time for all of this stuff? And I don't know, I just feel like mm. it is a little bit do harsh. You, do you know what? It's I, harsh. I agree when you look at the... If you're looking if you're looking domestically, I can agree. But if you're looking in terms of what they've done yeah. in Europe, I mean, they got knocked out of yeah. the Champions League group stage yeah. by... A Leipzig team that let's let's be honest, we've just brushed aside in in our worst form in recent history. We've just absolutely brushed them aside and beat them four 0 over two legs. So I can understand yeah. their frustration. Yeah, they should have they should have at the very least got to the Champions League last sixteen. But yeah, I have you yeah. super right in the league. I mean, this season not there's no catching City and and best after first yeah. is is second. And the only uh, thing is that Tans. They, they were top half point, innit? And now they're, yeah. what, 14 points behind, innit? So. Nah, but I don't, yeah. I don't... The issue for me, I think, is uh, why they're annoyed is that if you take away the Southampton 9-0, they're on 45 goals this season, which is mid-table. Wow. Uh, mid -table, wow. Um, if you look at the oh rest of the... God. And they've also drawn nine games, which... Yeah, I see that. Uh, I can see Obviously, we've talked about the big games where they just set up to, to not concede and all that kind of stuff. So if you're a Man United oh, fan, oh yeah, the big games as well, yeah. If you, yeah, if that's you're a big point. if you're a Man United fan and you look at it, it's uninspiring. In, I in guess my um, I guess I forget that when you have clubs like United who have such a successful history, the expectations are just so high, and mm. they expect to be winning Premier League. So I, I guess that's probably why fans just massively overreact and get angry. But just just on this game, yeah, I really think if Lingard was playing. Yeah. Obviously, you can't play. They, they only had lost that only, from midfield. They only had one mm. out ball, which was Antonio, and he was very isolated. I, I've got to be. I have to be really honest, and I was so disappointed with West Ham and and actually David yeah. Moyes as well with with how he he set up. Uh, West Ham have done mm. so well this season because they have attacked games and played football, and then it's all it's all of a sudden. Oh, we're going to Old Trafford. We're gonna. We're going to go back to our old ways. We're going to sit deep with 10 men yeah. behind the ball. inferiority or complex. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Now would have been the time to really attack that and, and, and go for something. Question, Considering, let's be honest, if you're a West Ham fan right now, 
me personally, as a neutral, I, I don't think they are going to make top four. And most people probably don't. But yeah. if you're a West Ham fan, yeah. it's the best chance you're going to have in the next 10 years and, and also in the past 10 years. You want to see your manager attack it and at least go for something. At least mm-hmm. in the second half, go for it a bit more. But Can I ask a question based on that um, assessment, Mark? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, um, West Ham's lineup usually has Fournals and now Lingard. Where both where Fournals was injured and Lingard was um, <clears throat> yeah, couldn't play. Cause... I, I hear you, but sorry for cutting you yeah. in, but he he still went too safe. Like, why would you leave Ben Rama on the bench, for example, if Lingard and and Fournals yeah. are injured? Yeah, then and you start Noble and you start Mark Noble. Oh, instead, God. you got Ben Rama on the bench. who can give you a bit of flair. You can get close to Antonio and actually start to play with Antonio. Or yeah. you've got Mark Noble mm. who's just going to sit deep. He's going to be 15, 20 metres away from Antonio at all times. And every time Antonio gets the ball, he's going to have no options and West Ham are going to lose it and it's going to recycle and United are going to attack again. And that's what happened. So that's what, what I mean. He's probably going to be singing God Save the Queen <laughs> whilst playing as well. But he has, signed, he has signed a new one-year deal at, uh, at West Ham. Noble. His last season, um, and I'm sure he's hoping there'll be a bit of European football there in the Europa League for that last season. Whether that happens or not, we'll see. But yeah, I was I was just a little bit not disappointed with the approach from. from I was David very Lewis. disappointed. You a little? I was very <laughs> that they offered nothing, like literally nothing. Um, but yeah, um, what? So um, we talked about it before. Luke Shaw, another good game. Um, is he is he basically cementing his spot in the Euro team? If we're going to reward form, then you have to because he's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, like we talked about him last week, he's got a great goal, um, and he's been Man United's most consistent player. When he's not playing, like the drop off between him and Tellers is, is crazy. Like beginning of the season when it was literally right after they lost six one to Tottenham, and he had a terrible game um, uh, in that game, and everyone was questioning him, and then. Literally, they bought Tellers a couple of days later when the transfer window closed. Everyone thought, okay, cool, that's his, the guy's going to move Luke Shaw out of the team. He's responded to it, and now he's like, if you think about who's the player of the season for May night, it's probably between him and Bruno. And I think, you know, he's been, especially now, he's been England's best left back this season. So, good point. Uh, any other things on this, or shall we move on? Yeah, and also like midweek as well, May United against AC Milan. They were so rubbish, and AC Milan completely deserved it. They ruined. Um, they ruined what was a really good goal by um, Ahmad. Like, what a goal that was! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They great run. But I don't, I don't feel like Man United deserved anything from that game. Mm. I mean, no, they the, didn't. What's the midfielder? Kessie. Kessie. Frank Kessie. Mm. Yeah, he was, he was on a madness. He had a, he had a yeah. perfectly legitimate goal. This yeah, yeah, yeah. He just hit his hip. And, yeah. nah. uh, VAR, innit? Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Um, Marcus. Yes. Liverpool rounded off a fantastic week by, like you said previously, getting through in the Champions League against Leipzig. Brilliant performance there did what you had to do then you play Wolves uh tricky fixture um never easy going to Wolves um and you win 1-0 and Jota c- came back to curse his old club but how did you see it well firstly I think this is the first episode I've come off and come on in about a month or even longer that we've actually won in the league so <laughs> that's what that's why I'm quite happy today um no but all in all I was pleased with the, the clean sheet and the win mainly because Let's be honest, I know Wolves aren't having the best of seasons, 
but Wolves mm. away is is one of the tough the it's tough ones in the league. It's, it is a big threat. Um, I thought Kabak and Phillips were great, and it's good to see that partnership maturing because we need a centre back partnership. It's just the last us now until the end of the season. We desperately need it, and they've played three times together now, and they've kept three clean sheets. So there's another positive for us. Um, and I just I thought Kabak actually in particular was great last night. For, yeah, he for, was, yeah. for someone who's 20 years old, I thought there was a lot of unnecessary pressure on him when he made his debut and he had a bit of a shaky game. I think people forgot that he genuinely is just 20 years old, but I've, I've watched him every game since now and he's really growing into that role and it's good to see. Um, and with Question about Kabak. Mm-hmm. I have a question about Kabak. Hey, do you think you're going to sign him permanently? I think if we... If... Right, right now... If you're if you're Jurgen Klopp, are you signing him permanently right now? I think so. Yeah, just because, like I said, he's our twenty. He's twenty year old, um, and I would sign him not as a starter. I would sign him actually as third or fourth choice, with the yeah. intentions of obviously over the years him becoming a regular in defence. One hundred percent. Kind of a Suyuntu situation. Yeah, and we've got a seventeen million um, clause, and if we want to activate it, we can buy him for seventeen million, which in this day and age is peanuts mm-hmm. for a really promising young centre back. Because um, I was going to say, like, you, you guys will probably get a really good deal considering Schalke's position. Mm, um, that's what I mean. Well, the sum's already been set and it's not an obligation. Okay. It's it's an option to buy. So whether we do it or not, um, I think that's down to him and his performances from now until the end of the season. But if we're basing it on what we saw last night, then absolutely is that. So I said that one out to you. Um, um, ooh, yeah, I was, I was just going to ask you about Jota. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like he's back and he looks sharp man he's so good sharp. to have him back yeah. and, and this is <laughs> this is him just kind of still off the back of a three month layoff to look that sharp yeah. and it almost looks like he hasn't been out to me and, and it's just so I good I just wanted to make one point on, on sorry, sorry I just wanted to make one point on Jota you, you keep um, apologising but you keep doing it <laughs> yeah you do how about, how, how about you stop no no do you know what it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the polite apology so it's cool you can <laughs> <laughs> You can cut it on me if you want, yeah. But I mean, um, just, I, I, yeah. So, I, guys, I, um, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to. Uh, um, I was talking to my mate about because um, you said you wanted Jota down the middle, wouldn't it? Um, and replacing Firmino. Um, but I was talking to my friend, and I was like, because it looked like yesterday Mane was playing down the middle, and I really thought that it was a good idea to have Mane down the middle because Mane has not been his at his best this season. Like especially the last couple of weeks as well, he's been a bit shaky, but he's coming into it. Yesterday, he looked quite sharp mm. playing down the middle a bit. Um, Jota, he's definitely the type of player I like when he's, he's he's running with the ball, and I feel like he could do that more when he's coming off the yeah. left hand side as well. I, I agree, but you've got to remember that you look at Klopp's Liverpool team, and his number nine is always always one who drops deep anyway and wants the ball. Yeah. So I, I agree. But Jota did start up top yesterday, but the beauty of having Jota in there is that him and Mane, you were right, it just kept alternating all night. So one moment you see Jota on the left and Mane up top, and then one moment it's flipped back. And I love that. And we don't really get that with Firmino as much in, in the sense that he can drop over to the left, but he hasn't really got the pace or the or the same quality on the ball that Jota has. Um, I thought Trent was great last night. I thought he kept Neto yeah, really quiet. Best I've ever seen, yeah. So good last night. And it's so good to see him back to his best just in time for the Euros. Um, but I thought he was great. So he gets a lot of sticks. So for me, he has to get praise when he deserves it. Um, mm. And yeah, actually, I, I wanted to, because I, I assumed you guys would ask me about the top four. So I'm just going to read out a quote from Jamie Carragher because um, he basically summed it up way better than I could. Uh, and it's actually exactly how I feel. 
And he said this on Monday Night Football after the game. Uh, he said it's been a freak season, and especially when you look at the teams Liverpool have lost to. At this moment, I still believe Liverpool will miss out on the top four, as do I. However, they need to make teams like Leicester and Chelsea nervous and see what they can do. With four or five games to go, they need to be in a position where they can jump at any mistakes the teams above them make. And I think that's key for us. I think we need to stay in the mix right until there's four or five games to go. And exactly like you said, we need to be there to pounce. For me, this win will mean absolutely nothing if we don't go and win our next two or three games in the league. The, the pressure, we have to be putting pressure on ourselves and how to win games of football consecutively or it's Europa League football or absolutely no European football. I'm not letting this win kind of change my perception of this season, but I think the win is really important for us in the sense that it's just come at the right time. And if we can build some momentum now, you never know. You come to the Emirates in, in a few weeks. I know, next game is... That is, um, will be a good game. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Unfortunately, we've got a big you, international You know you're getting doppied, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you looked in the mirror when you said that, yeah? I, <laughs> you know, good one, good one. I just wanted to. Um, Man said, good it's, one. "It's really evident now that you're way stronger defensively in the mm. last two games, mm-hmm. specifically. Obviously, Phillips, Phillips has been really good as well. And like you made the point that you know he he, he looks like he has bricks for fun. Um, <laughs> and I just want to also as well, like in the last two games, you played midfield. Fabinho has been back in midfield, which is so very good helpful. But there's a bit of an issue now. I see is that obviously he's young, but still like Genie, he's 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 gonna play because he's captain at the moment because Henderson's out. Thiago, he's he seems to have enjoyed playing alongside Fabinho, um, and obviously you've got Fabinho there. Where does Curtis Jones fit in there? Because he's been fantastic. Like he has to be. I feel like he's been one of Liverpool's best performers in this tough time. Yeah. So what happens? There? He, he has been fantastic, but you got to remember he's still a young player and. If we didn't face the the injury crisis that we did earlier on in the season, he wouldn't have played as much as he did. That that's for sure. Obviously, I hear what you're saying. He's now earned the right to play more, definitely. But sometimes you just have to put your strongest team out. And at the moment, Curtis Jones isn't in our strongest team, despite being a really really good young player. I think he will be in our strongest team in a couple of years. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would definitely consider having him in there I hear what you're saying but over who is the question alright we've talked a lot about Liverpool let's talk a little bit about Wolves I have one question for you guys I know he's young so allow it but I just want to <laughs> I just want to get your opinion Fabio Silva is 18 I know before people throw that at me but the games that he's played he gets himself into some useful positions Exactly, and he fluffs his lines mm. every single time. That one that yeah. came, uh, the one that came off his shoulder last night. I mean, genuinely, he had a good five or six seconds where he was watching that ball and just tracking it. Yeah, and for that to hit you on the shoulder as a striker, right in front of goal in the six-yard box, he should be feeding off that. Should be feeding. I mean, off it's that. probably He's... it's probably a confidence thing. I mean, I know I criticize Bergwijn because he seems to miss fitters all the time, but I guess you do probably just. The more you miss, I can imagine psychologically, it just knocks your confidence mm. each time, doesn't it? Actually, so it's probably that. he looks really un- unrefined. Like, he just yeah. needs a bit more, like, fine-tuning a bit more. Like, mm. he gets into the positions and he's fluffing his chances a lot. You know who it reminds me of? And I know it's a bit 
is a bit over the top. But it reminds me of Sonogo. Like when, I, when I used to watch Sonogo, he was just a mess <laughs> all the time. Like, calm down, mate. Yeah. Calm Sadio down, Silva, mate. Like, he's, he's, he's talented, but like yeah. he's, he, he's, he just keeps like fluffing. I mean, Wolves, Wolves obviously saw something in him to spend 40-odd million on him. Um, but actually, I thank you so much, Junior, for mentioning Fabio Silva because I, I just wanted to mention um, William Jose is so bad of a football player, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't know how many of you watched the full game on Monday night, but yeah, there was a distinct... You could see... He, <laughs> there, there were a couple of decent passes in there, but so so what? Like, he is just terrible. He had one of the worst games yeah. I've seen from a Premier League player in a long there time. Were t- there were times where I thought Kabak was just laughing at him. Like, <laughs> you're this bad. You could tell that Wolves were really desperate with the Jimenez injury that they... Mm. Like, they just were desperate to bring someone in. And I guess, um, where did he come from? Real Sociedad, I think. They were, um, something like Whatever, that. Whatever, mate. Uh, something like that. But, like, the one, the one I have, the, the person I have the most issue with is Adama Traore. Because I said last week, yeah, when I watched Brighton, they make me sick. Adama Traore just makes me want to vomit every time I watch it. Oh, my goodness. The guy has got all the tools. He dribbles past players for fun. But his final third is just... Nah, I just I hate watching like his decisions. He's like a blunt knife, man. I just <laughs> he jars me so much. There's so many times yesterday where there was right at the end as well. Like after the we'll get into Patricio in a second, but after the long layoff, they, that he was running, he ran through like three players, and he had a chance to put the ball in, and then he overhit it. Mm. Like, oh. Is his finishing product is um, his end product is horrible. That's Do you know like, what yeah. he spends? He spends too much time putting oil on his arms. He doesn't actually <laughs> work on his game. No, honestly, <laughs> you he you know that the, when you mentioned just now that he dribbled past three or four players in and I remember exactly what you're talking about and the crazy thing is is that he's got that quality because I'm not joking I think three Liverpool players genuinely tried to take him out of the game there I think Milner did Fabinho did and um, whoever else was in midfield at the time they all tried to absolutely they weren't going like they were looking to stop that attack and none of them could Mm. but it's what he did after that he did the hard work he just has, there's zero end product. I know he did put on, he has put on some decent chances for teammates that they've missed. But yeah, I think Thierry Henry summed it up perfectly before the game. Said something around, if you look at him as a player and what he can do on the pitch, there's just, in terms of numbers, there's so much, so, so much more he could do. And, and we're just not seeing that. 100%. Uh, get well soon, Rui Patricio. Um, looked like a nasty collision there. Yeah. We hope that he's okay. Obviously, everything accidental, um, and it was his own. It was Cody, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it yeah. was. Um, yeah, and thankfully he's um, responsive. Remembers the situation has been reported, and um, actually went home last night, so he didn't go to the hospital. Good, good. Um, oh, so God. that's very good to hear. But it did look really ugly. It did, yeah. At the time. And and Sky Sports weren't doing us any favours by really kind of, in, in a way, repeating that it was a really ugly mm-hmm. incident. We're not going to show you the, the replays, etc. And it just made you think, oh, this could genuinely be really worrying. So it is, it's thankful yeah. that he's okay. Uh, let's move on. Uh, let's do our man of the week, get that out of the way, and then move over to Abdi and hear, should he go, should he stay or should he go now? Um, let's. I'm gonna start with Tanya. Yeah, she was smiling me. at me. She was smiling <laughs> at me, so I was like, Tanya, go. Because I feel like you know it's not gonna be any Tottenham players. So, 
Um, Ian Acho for me, Hattrick, well deserved. Yep. Um, yeah, pretty self-explanatory. Really, I thought he had a good game. Fair enough. Uh, Abdi, because you're looking away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's because I I wanted to do Hinacho, but then she went uh-huh. first. So I do have. Uh, I'll go with um, Pepe, and I don't mean Nicholas Pepe. I mean Pepe from Porto for his amazing performance against Juventus. So now out of the box, that one out of the box, out of the box. It was a week ago. Wasn't I was it? about to say, what was this man of the month or? It's <laughs> <laughs> a, 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 a week ago. It's a week ago. Uh, Mark. Uh, equally, I'm genuinely not even just saying this. I was also going to go for Ian Acho. So, uh, thinking <laughs> on my feet, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my biased hat on, uh, and I'm gonna choose Jota. But it was between Jota and McNeil. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give my yeah. Jota oh, this yeah, week. Oh yeah, McNeil, McNeil, <laughs> McNeil. Honestly, he deserves it. But no, I'm gonna give it to Jota. Oh, he has um, a. <laughs> oh, you want to take her away from a guy who's got a hat trick for a guy who's got a weldie? That's it. No, he, she wants no, she's you, you change. No, yeah, change your oh, no, I'm stick. I'm I'm sticking with Pepe. Cool. No, I I, I give it to Jota. Um, just completely changed our whole dynamic. Has made us so much more fluid. Um, and just a, so good to have him back. Massive goal for it. And the goal t- capped off his performance. I know who Genie is going to pick. Who am I going to pick, Tanya? Probably like Odegaard or Smith-Rowe, probably. I was going to say Kieran Tierney, actually, but you raise a good oh. point. Odegaard has scored two goals in his last two games and to score his first Premier League goal in a North London derby, I'm going to have to give it to my, my guy, Martin. So, Odegaard. But Ugh. love you, Tierney, with all of my heart, that guy. Future Thank Arsenal you, captain. Tierney. <laughs> Future <laughs> Arsenal captain, he's the best thing ever that's ever happened in history so yeah let's move on abdi all right because we're running short of time i'm gonna cut it in half here but we've got i've got a new segment basically this is should he stay or should he no i didn't even say that it was should he go yeah i know i know but (laughs) (laughs) um it's the english squad so i'm just gonna do the goalkeepers (laughs) and the defenders yeah and i'm just gonna read out names it's a long list of players and you guys just say yes or no yeah all right so pickford no, I mean, um, no, but he'll be there. I didn't ask for a long discussion. I'll say yes, I'll say no, yes but no. not, not as my first choice. I'll just have him on the plane. The thing is, the, <laughs> the goalkeeping selections are there's not that many options. I just literally just went and got a few goalkeepers. Pope, oh, yeah. absolutely. Definitely. Uh, Henderson, yep, yes. Uh, Alex McCarthy, no, right. You'll stop this whole thing right now. <laughs> hey, I told you. It's just. What uh, are you yes talking no? about? Ben Foster. No, <laughs> I'm joking. No, ben, ben, Foster. ben Foster. No, no. Uh, and lastly, Ramsdale. No, hell no. He could be. Right, he right, could be in the championship so... team of the year. <laughs> uh, I got. I got. I got some defenders here. All right, cool. So Maguire. Uh, yeah. Yes. No, but yes. No. Yeah. Uh, I, Eric, I Eric Dyer. No, no. No. Yeah. I mean, uh, Tyra. No. Tyra Mings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rob Holding? No. No. <laughs> can we stop this? Can we stop uh, this again? Uh, Mark, <laughs> say yes or no, mate. Um, Mike, Michael Keane? No. Interesting no. one. Maybe as a fourth choice. I can't, I don't know. Connor Cody? Yes. No. Uh, Lewis Dunk? No. Oh. No. Uh, Craig, da- Craig Dawson? No. 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 Uh, ben Godfrey? Yes. I'd think about it. Yes, this is my guy. 
Tanya goes, he's sexy, you could go. <laughs> Is that the criteria? <laughs> yeah. Love Island FC. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, Holgate. No. 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 Nah, nah, nah. Ben White. Yes, no. I like him. No? no. Okay. Uh, not this no. Interesting oh, one, yeah, but no. Not doing quite well. I, I think, no. <laughs> Interesting, but Tanya's no. whole squad <laughs> is going to be defenders. So yeah, yeah. Tarkovsky. Oh, Tarkovsky. He... Tarkovsky. Um, Tarkovsky. No, no, no about numbers. No. Just say yes oh, or no. Um, no. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Uh, Carl Walker. Yes. Huh? Carl Walker. Wait. Yeah, Carl I'd Walker. take him oh, as yeah. a, like a third choice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Def- I'd take him well, as a third choice. Ben Chilwell. Ben Chilwell. No. Yeah. But he'll probably get uh, in, Ma- but I wouldn't. Uh, Maitland-Niles? No. No. No, sadly. Uh, no. John Stones? Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, Reese James? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Car- Carl Walker-Peters? No. No. I ain't going to ask that. Trent? Yes. Yes. He's injured, but um, James Justin? Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Well, I, yeah, I think he would have been deserving of a call up, definitely. Yeah. Uh, just a couple more. Um, Cresswell. Ooh. No. Good I, I, again, I mean, if we're, no. if we're talking form, <laughs> no. It's in, if we're talking form, you're looking at yeah, Shaw and Cresswell. No. But I wouldn't take him. But he plays <laughs> left centre back now. He doesn't even play left back, so. Ben Johnson plays left back for Man- uh, for West Ham. He only went five at the back for United. They've been playing four at the back. But still, mm. Ben Johnson's been playing left back. Uh, and plays. last one, last one is a bit of a. I, I think I know the answer. Adam Webster. <laughs> 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 I told you, I just wrote a big list of English Stop defenders. Oh, mate. Right, let's go now. <laughs> man, man said, oh, I can't even. Holgate holding Ben um, Webster. I reckon. I reckon there's people who are listening who are thinking, who's Ben Webster? <laughs> I don't even. I mean, his name's now. Adam Webster. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See. That's why they're thinking who's Ben, who's Ben Webster. Because he's not Mark was just keeping you on your toes. Just keeping you on your toes. Yeah. Uh, next week I'll have the uh, midfielders and strikers. All right. All right. Are you going to do a little poem or? No. Bye. <laughs> wait, we'll, we'll move. We'll oh. do um, listener questions next week. Oh yeah, no! That... Wait. Do you, do, do, you, do, what, do one. Do one. Do, do one. one. All do right. One. Do one. Um, quick fire. Uh, which one should I pick, guys? The one that caught your eye first. The one that caught my eye first. Okay, let's pick this one. So this one's from three midfield. Shout out to them. Um, yeah. West Brom and Sheffield United are almost set for relegation, but which of Fulham, Newcastle and Brighton will join them? Or do you think another club like Burnley could be dragged into the battle and why? I mean, we've already touched on this. Maybe we can answer this one quick and do another one quickly. Yeah, so I think out of the the four teams, I think that were mentioned, I think the most likely would be Newcastle because uh, I can see Fulham picking up points and they play each other um, anyway on the last day of the season. And I could see Fulham beating Newcastle. Oh, and a quick fire one that we had um, from Raw Football Talk. Thanks for the question, mm-hmm. guys. What is your pick for the goal of the match week? Lamella's Rabona or McNeil Screamer? We we, we kind of touched yeah. on this as well. I, I yeah, we kind of touched on this. Lamella's fluke. In terms of pure quality, it has to be Lamella's. But in terms of my personal favourite, I mentioned it earlier, and I'm not even taking anything away from Lamella. 
I just really like like McNeil's goal. He made it all for himself and he finished it off himself. Yeah. I, I mean, think I'm... the Mellors won. I mean, it's a do. shame that we lost, but in the North London derby, it's got to be up there as one of the best North London derby goals, in my opinion. But anyway, um, we did get another one, which is uh, it's about Spurs, but I don't know <laughs> if we should save that one for like my own segment. Yeah. I do you know what? Is, spend is that from the three in midfield, guys? Three in midfield again, yeah. Do you know what? I... You follow us on socials, you would have seen this, but we've invited them on to, to chat about that question in particular sometime over the international yeah. break, and we'll have a good, solid segment on that because it will provoke a lot of discussion um, from all of us, not I'm just Tottenham sure. fans. Mm. Yeah, defo, defo. Cool. Well, this has been episode 78. No. Wait, you're not going to let me wrap up? I asked oh. you to do a little poem and you said no. <laughs> I, ch- I changed your mind. No, it's, we're ending this. Oh, <laughs> please. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. Follow <laughs> us and all that jazz. See you later. Woo-woo. Bosh. Later, Sweet. guys. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.